Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Steal the Show. We took a two-week break, but guess Woo. what? We're back. I'm Sam. We talk movies. We talk news. And guess who else is here? It's me, Steel Mitchell from Steal the Show. Yeah, we're re- well-rested after our two-week break, ready to talk some movies that we should have talked about last week. That is very true. And it is finals week, which is fast approaching. Uh, can't wait till that happens. That's going to be fun. I, I can't actually wait got a week to... in my mind, so... Well, you know what? I can't wait to be stressed out and watch no movies all week. That sounds exciting. Yeah, that's the life. So do you have any news for us this week, Steel? Yeah, I didn't look up any news, but we're just going to go with the one piece of news that I know. And that is the tragic cancellation of Daredevil on Netflix. No! Uh, Just kidding. I saw this coming from a mile away. Yeah, we all did. But it's still like... We thought that this would be the last one to get canceled, and it's not. Somehow, Jessica Jones and The Punisher haven't been canceled yet, which is obviously because they still have seasons coming out, I suppose. But, you know, I would like to see more Daredevil. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, season three is probably one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Um, The other shows, you know, they cancel Iron Fist. You're like, okay, yeah, that's understandable. Luke Cage, you're like, okay, but, you know, that makes sense. Daredevil... Just got the axe. You know what? I think we were talking about this a few like weeks ago. Yeah, probably the, when Cage got canceled. We probably talked about this. Yeah, Daredevil getting the axe. And guess what? It got the axe. I'm not surprised, honestly. You know, it's going to go over to Disney Plus streaming services. I hope. Uh, I'm probably, I mean, I'm probably not going to get a subscription to that. So. It depends on what's there. If Daredevil's there, I probably would get it. So it really it really does depend, I suppose. At this moment, I'm not sure if I would. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It would be a good way to rope in people like me if they moved it over to that. I mean, I guess, I guess. Yeah. All That's right, it here. for news this week. Woo! News. Ready to get into the movies we saw? You know, we saw some movies, and I'm ready to talk about them. All right. Want to go best to worst? Well, let's not give it away, but I will give you a little hint that, you know, we saw a few years ago, we saw the return of Rocky, and we saw the return or uh, the presence of Adonis Creed, uh, Creed's kid. And what'd you think of that one? Oh, the first Creed. The first Creed is phenomenal. That's one of my favorite rocky movies i think it's actually my second favorite after the original rocky i really like uh michael b jordan as adonis creed and i think stallone gives his best rocky performance in that one and i also really really like when they put like the stats cards for the fighters on the screen in that movie that was amazing yeah that's a great movie how about you uh i think it gets better on every watch i thought it was just good originally but it's starting to get to that great status every rewatch it gets better all right. So can Creed 2 live up to the expectations of the first one? What did you think going in? Going in, if I thought it would live up to them? Uh, I was a little apprehensive because the trailer looked a lot like Creed 1, and it kind of is. It's A lot of it is very similar to Creed 1 and also very similar to Rocky 2, which is kind of interesting that they kept that, that same format going. Um, but it was actually better than I expected. I, I was expecting you know, a pretty good time and, you know, a decent addition to the franchise, but it's almost as good as the original one for me. And, uh, you know, for reasons we'll get into late. Yeah, I uh, totally agree with you. Uh, Creed 2 here, we have uh, some great performances 
It um, all, yeah. all across the board. All across the board, we got Michael B. Jordan playing Adonis Creed, Sylvester Stallone, of course, Rocky, Tessa Thompson in this. Uh, I don't think she really did a lot in the movie, but I felt like she did well for the parts that she was in it. Yeah, she's definitely not in it as much as the first one. Yeah, so I think the the true standout here is uh, Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Yeah, I think Lundgren's performance here is is amazing, especially considering considering his performance in Rocky IV as Drago. Drago is just such a more well-fleshed-out character here than the robot. If he, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. He's no longer the man with three times the punching strength of a regular guy. He's just he's just a dad who wants his son to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, and we have a, a bunch of interesting themes going on here. We got Rocky... Uh, kind of convincing him down, kind of dealing with this right. uh, uh, Ivan Drago coming back. Hey, dude, you just got to let it down. Come on, that was years ago, man. Just let it go. Yeah, he doesn't want Creed to fight either. He's very he's very, uh, very hesitant in a lot of ways in this movie. For sure. He, uh, he also, or another theme going on here is the Drago story of uh, redemption. You know, yeah. you got... Uh, down on your luck and he's sort of the uh rocky character he is here. yeah i really enjoyed that yeah and i think ivan's son drago the actor is actually a real life boxer which i think really helps for this role and i thought he was really really good and as a character with as few lines as he has i think the acting there is phenomenal like he shows so much emotion and so much conflict through just facial expressions yeah, I think he's sort of a good comparison to what Ivan Drago was in the first movie. But I think uh, you can see a lot more conflict on his face there. I think he's actually right. a pretty good actor for what he's given here, which isn't many lines. Yeah, I would actually like to see, to have seen more more lines from him because he is the main antagonist. But I do think he was good with what he was given. Yeah, uh, any, totally agree with you. You got any negatives? negatives yeah well how about um so we have all these stories going on intersecting i love it you know we got a bunch of themes going on you know that that's kind of weird i i feel like the title was something who's that who's that one guy that this story's supposed to be about yeah <laughs> who what was his name again uh creed creed, creed something creed <laughs> Where's Creed? Where's his story? Why isn't his story interesting? Oh, he's whining again? Cool! Did he totally forget who he became in the first movie? Where is Creed's story here? Alright. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I think um, his story was good, and it was... it was. He's, he's too angry in this one, for sure. I'll admit that. Like He's angry all the time, and he's pretty unreasonable. But I think why his story is less interesting is because he's going through the exact same things that Rocky went through in Rocky 2 and some of the same things that Creed himself went through in Creed 1. So it's a lot of recycled bits, um, and they're new for that character, but they're not really new for the audience, I think might be one of the reasons why that doesn't work so well. I even think this is, it's out of character for him. He has no reason to accept this fight. He's sitting in a diner enjoying his waffles or whatnot some drunk guy oh great you gotta fight him man don't yeah. be a 
bussy. Um, boy, this man is the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, yeah. You better step down because this man just got out of the ring. He does that, not need to challenge Drago. I don't know. Yeah, that's it is. It is weird, but that's how these Rocky movies have always worked. That's why. That's always why Rocky fights is because someone calls him a bum unless he fights this guy. You're a bum, Rock. You're never gonna make it. That's exactly what happens, and they do that again here. They could have done something more creative, but I quite liked it. But, oh, the montage is great too. It's one of the most creative montages for these movies. So let me talk about my thought process here. The movie yeah. starts out. It's gritty. It's real. Starts out in Russia. I'm like, did I walk into the wrong movie theater? Yeah. Where am I? And then, you know, title card shows. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for most of the movie. There's that middle part there. It drags. It definitely drags. Okay. Um, you come around to the fight seat or the the training montage. It started out a bit iffy, but once it kicked in, I was like, okay, okay. And then. You know what it finishes on? What? I think one of the best final fight scenes in any Rocky movie. Ooh, bold. But I'm not really going to disagree with you. You got the music. Everything's hyped up. Everything's hyped up to your max. Your emotions are full. The one critique I do have, though, is I wanted Drago to win. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I honestly think I would like to see in future movies Victor Drago becoming Adonis Creed's friend in the same sort of way that Apollo Creed became Rocky's friend. How that. about we start writing new stories first? I mean, yeah, okay, but that could be a part of a new story. It's a little different. That's an um, interesting enough character. How about this? Drago spin-off takes nope. place in Russia. No, nope. we don't need that. All right. I'd watch it. Um, yeah. uh, how are you, you going to rate this? Uh, I really enjoy this one. Uh, again, starts out pretty awesome, gets a bit slow in the middle, but the ending fight sequence really brings you back in. And right. oh, my God, they have Creed score going on here. Fantastic score, by the way. Yeah, it is. You got Creed score going on, and then he gets knocked down, and then you hear it in the background. Whatever the the Rocky song is, and you're like, okay? And you're hyped. I left that movie so excited. I'm giving it a triumphant 7 out of 10. It has its flaws, but it's very enjoyable to watch. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's very similar to mine. Um... I liked it quite a lot. I think characters really carry the story and the boxing is phenomenal. It's really well directed. Uh, it doesn't have any of those one-shot fights that the first one had, which is a little disappointing, but the fights are still really, really good. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, punching the mats before you get up. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty angry. He, he looked pretty angry there. Oh, uh, yeah, he's an angry boy. I mean, so I wanted to leave the movie theater that day excited and happy because a certain movie uh, I saw earlier that day might have changed my feelings. Shall we yep. talk about uh, Widows? We shall talk about Widows. So let me tell you here, Steele, about the star-studded cast here. 
All right. Viola so- Davis, Whoa. Liam Neeson, Whoa. Sean Bernthal. Whoa. Uh, we got uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, my and Colin Farrell, and I can't what? see, uh, I don't know where Daniel Kalua is, but he's on there too. Oh, yep, yeah. and also the one girl from uh, uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, I'm going to look up her name right the heck now. Cynthia it's, Erivo. There you go. It's a star-studded cast, Seal. And it let is. me tell you, it starts out, and it's exciting. Yeah, I, it's interesting too at the beginning. It's, it's kind of mysterious. This I like this. I love the setup for this. You see a heist go down. It's a heist scene. They're building it up. They're like, oh my god, these people died. I'm not spoiling anything. It's in the trailers. Yeah, first couple of minutes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? She decides she's going to do the heist. And then it's complete fucking bullshit! So she decides to do the heist. And then what happens next I've seen the movie, and this is what I'm still asking. I don't actually know the answer to this. It's BS. That's what it is. It's two hours of mulling around and talking about local politics. And there's ugh, there's so many characters that literally go nowhere in there's, this movie. There's so many storylines going None places. Politicians do anything. That it's go perfect. nowhere. Yeah. There's a couple of, like, mobsters. Nothing happens with them. They kill a couple people. They get away with it. That's it. That's the end. So, um, yeah, the plot is all over the place messy. Yeah. Starts out great. I don't know where it went, but I was certainly bored for two straight hours. Yeah. The performances are pretty solid. Um, I wish they were in a better movie. And it's just, there's just so much not heisting happening. It's insane. I would say a definite standout performance here. I don't know about you, but Daniel Kaluuya. Oh yeah. He's great. He's on the up and up and everything really. Yeah. I feel like everyone else pretty much played their, uh, typical, typical, uh, characters in movies. Right. That's fair. I did like, um, I think Viola Davis was really good in this as well. We're talking about great, great cinematography. You got some cool shots there. Got some really, honestly, like really thought-provoking shots in some parts. You got some good scenes. It's well made. Well made for sure. I just don't think it's well written. And even when the heist does kick in, like I actually don't remember hardly any of it. It wasn't memorable at all. The heist. That's because I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were asleep too. Yeah, I was awake. And I just don't remember it. You know, I could have been asleep. Who's to say? Maybe I yeah. dreamt it. It definitely could but, be way better in a much better movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at the, the praise this is getting online, too. I mean, I could see it getting a little bit better praise than what we're giving it, but it's significantly better. Yeah, well, my biggest critique with it is that it brings in all these elements from other movies uh, that could be just separate movies. The political story, separate yeah. movie. The heist movie, separate movie. Um, the gang stuff. Yeah, whatever movie. Whatever movie Daniel Kaluuya thought he was in. <laughs> I, I'm. I don't even know if they gave him the right script. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he was supposed to be in the movie. I think he just rolled up on set and was like, "That is is this uh is this gang wars?" Uh, and they're like, "Uh, 
sure, Daniel. Uh, it's right, right here, right here. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like for a lot of it. Yeah, totally. I it's a mess. Uh, they the pull twist? out the twist. The twist was kind of good. No, it's not. Yeah, it was. It goes nowhere. Go anywhere, but it's good. Okay, but if it would have had an ending, it would have been good. You can't say a twist is good just because uh, it wasn't even didn't even make sense with the story. I mean, I think it did make sense. I don't think it made sense. It would have been predictable, like if if I would, were to watch this again, which I won't. I would probably see all the clues and be like, "Oh, that was very obvious," but I didn't notice it the first time. So, you know. I mean, I sort of saw it coming, but it was sort of to the point where some character had nothing to do with the story at that point, and okay. I, w- I wasn't even concerned about it because this character had nothing to do with anything, basically. Wasted potential, wasted talent. It would have been so much better in another movie and a BS twist along the way. It's a 3 out of 10. I did not enjoy this. I hated sitting there. I wanted to leave. And I'm never going to watch this again. And this might be on my worst list of 2018. This is, I think it's trash. Oof. Okay. So, see, I didn't hate it at all. I actually thought it's it's well-directed and it's well-acted. But the story is very, very bland. And the script is boring. But I didn't hate it. So I'm going to give it 4 out of 10. Four, 4 dead husbands out of 10. From, from Not good, but not terrible. I usually reserve three out of tens for something that I take personal offense to. I know. I took personal offense to this. Nothing is <laughs> more right. offensive than have no story and backing it up with extreme talent. There's so much potential here. Could have been a great heist movie, but no, it is not. Well, I respect that. But, you, uh, okay, so this surprised me on how bad it was, but you know what surprised me on how how it was? <laughs> Yeah, what? Welcome to welcome to Instant Family Steal. You didn't see this one, but I did. Um, Well, we got Mark Wahlberg, we got Rose Byrne, and we got the other identifiable face in here is uh, Isabel Moner, which you might know from Transformers Four. Oh yeah, okay, the girl. Yeah. Wait. Oh yeah, she was in. um, I think she was in Sicario. Uh, yep, that's the girl. Yeah, okay, she's good. Let me tell you, I saw the trailer. We have a basic premise here. People want kids, and they get kids. They find out, uh, you know, they find out it's a little, it's going too easy, you know? And then it starts to get bad, and then they're like, ah, maybe I'm not cut out for this. But, you know, at the end, it comes back around, and it's like, oh, it's a feel-good story. And that's true. That's true for the movie uh, completely. It is entirely predictable you can see where it starts you can see where it ends but in the middle it's a great story okay so would you is this came out over thanksgiving obviously is it one of those mark Wahlberg family holiday movie releases because obviously it is but does it feel like that sort of formula what would you compare to that like what would you say is a mark Wahlberg kind of family movie uh, I would say both the daddy's homes were perfect examples of that. Okay, see, you sort of get that there, but this one has a lot more heart there. It doesn't feel like it's just kind of a knockoff, just banking on the stars. It feels like they actually have a story to tell here. Uh, the director, Sean Anders, is actually um, 
one of the writers and it's actually their story. Okay. That's actually, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Wow. And I, it brings in sort of like a PSA message. You know, uh, these kids are out here in the foster program. You see a lot of movies where, you know, uh, Everything goes well for the parents. Everything goes bad. This, I feel like, is a good, accurate representation of what parenthood is. It ebbs and flows. There's good days and there's bad days. And that's right. what I think the movie really does well presenting on. Yeah, you know, from your, your wide range of experience as a parent. Yeah, as a father. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but yeah, Mark Wahlberg uh, and Rose Byrne have great chemistry here. All the kids... So you know what? I don't like child actors, but here they did great, I think. Okay. Each have a uh, certain, certain characteristic that plays to their quirk, and I really enjoyed uh, watching them on screen. And stuff in here, okay, so, you know, you've seen, like, Daddy's Home and stuff. How many laughs did you get out of that? I haven't seen that. Okay, you haven't seen that. Well, uh, in an average kind of, of these feel-good movies, how many laughs do you usually get? Uh, out of a, an average middle-of-the-road feel-good movie, probably like four, five. Four or five laughs throughout the whole movie? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I was laughing consistently from okay. beginning to end. We're talking every joke. So it starts out, it's a bit iffy uh, on the jokes. I kind of felt like, because I was surrounded by uh, kind of mothers and fathers, you know, looking for the feel-good for Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, what I found was an audience coming together to love the movie. I think everyone was on the same page in the beginning, wasn't okay. really feeling it. You reach about the third point, which is uh, when they actually adopt the kids the third way through, through the movie. That hits the cylinders, and it starts running. And I think everything past there is damn near great. All right. Interesting. Um, it's also it is interesting to hear that it's one of the writer's true stories, because I think that that almost always makes for a better a better movie, and I might have been a little more inclined to see it if I actually knew that ahead of time. I think this actually has the possibility of going on my best of list this year. Wow! Like, okay, okay. maybe an honorable mention, maybe right. a tail end of the best because I haven't seen a lot this year, but I think this might barely skim its way in there. Okay, that's pretty impressive. I actually, you know, looking back on it, I really enjoyed what they did here. Uh, the only thing I'll nick it for again is that predictability there. Uh-huh. Uh, a little too predictable for my part, but it's a good, enjoyable movie to watch with your family. Even alone, it's a good time. So I'm going to give it seven orphan children out of ten. Wow. What a beautiful rating. All right. Good to hear. Um... I think we got anything else? We don't. All right. I'm going to say I saw Enemy. It's great. It might be one of my new favorite movies of all time, and I'm going to watch it again. Boo. That's an old movie. Boo. Nope, definitely watch it. Seriously, it's on Netflix. It's so good. Old. Ew. Ready to try to guess the box office? I'm ready to guess the box office. Woo-hoo. All right. Here we go. You ready? This is for this week, correct? This is for this week. Uh, okay. November 30th to December 2nd. I gotcha. I'm going to say Nutcracker at number five. Oof. You are far off, buddy. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Nutcracker, number 13. Oh, that dropped. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, number five. Okay. Uh, still doing good. I still got to see it. Yeah, I do got to see it. Number four. Let's think of it. Let's think of it. Uh, thinking cap song. I'll say, you know what? I'll say Instant Family. Nope, Instant Family is at six. Oh, close. Yeah, it almost made it into that that top five. Number four, you got Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I totally forgot that came out. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't, if I didn't work at the theater, yeah, I wouldn't have known. I heard it is not good. That's what I've heard also. Yeah. Let's um, see. Number, number three. Uh, I'll say Grinch. No. Guess again. Uh, Widows. Nope. Oh my god. Um, yeah, come on. I don't know any more movies out. Yeah, you do. Creed. We talked about it. Yeah, it's Creed. How is Creed not number one? Uh, well, you're probably forgetting about number one if you're asking that question. Number two? One um... Widows? Oh, oh Grinch, Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> Widows is number nine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and number one. Um, you probably just forgot this existed if you don't, or if you can't think of it off the top of your head. I don't. I don't know. It probably doesn't Se- exist. It's a sequel. Wreck-It Ralph two. Yeah. Go back, baby. I got one right. Yeah. Woo. Killing it. Killing I the saw game. Ralph 2. I saw the bit where Vanellope goes to the Disneyland and she's just walking around and saying hi to all these different Disney characters. It was pretty cringy. I saw Stan Lee was in it. Yeah, he was in it. I saw that part. That was good. For a second? Yeah. He like turns around and he's like, cool, who is that? He doesn't say anything. Okay, okay. Well, that's our show, Steve. That is... Uh, you guys can leave us a favorite on Anchor, or you can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on like a whole bunch of other platforms. We have them listed somewhere. Uh, leave some applause. Check out the YouTube, steal the show. We will upload some reviews from here, probably. Probably. We're missing anything. I don't think you are. Oh, I nailed it. Okay. And remember. Steal the show. Steal the show. Woo! Adios.